Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicola Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Roddenverse series. Hello everyone and welcome to the Best Damn Camp, a Rodenverse read-along and analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Riordan in timeline order. I'm a friendly neighbourhood lesbian author and host, Fran. Welcome to the show. Today we are continuing our timeline journey with the House of Hades section entitled There's No Place Like a New Home, which is from pages 424 to 448 and are from Jason's point of view. As always, I have my points to focus on. So today we've got characters, plot progression, and generally what I thought of it. So let's dive in with the overview of Jason's POV chapters. The team have been struggling to fix Festus after Evil Elsa's bomb went off. They've had protection from the south winds that's kept them safe so far. They just haven't been allowed to leave yet, and they really need to get going, but unfortunately the god is also split. Watching as the team work to fix the ship, Jason wishes they'd find Leo, because none of them are skilled for this. Nico mentions that they need to go faster because Percy is nearing the doors of death. He can feel it. After a heated moment between the two, Jason is summoned by the south wind. Their conversation has Jason making a choice. He has a decision on his future. He chooses Greek. He chooses to leave. He chooses to take the south wind's venti to guide them. And he chooses to control them. With the power of the wind, they arrive in record time at Malta, where the south wind told them they'd find Leo. And they do. Leo is different. There's something sad about him, as much as he's trying to hide it. They're planning to head off, Leo working to be his usual cheerful self, when Nico and Hazel notice something in the sky. Monsters are rising faster. The doors of death are working overtime. They've got to get there fast, or they may not stand a chance. And that is the overview for this section. So it's it's very character heavy, this section, which like I'm not against. Um, and it's very Jason character centric, which like, thank God we finally have something for Jason, though I admit it's not the strongest bit. But I, I like Jason. I just don't like what's done with him in Heroes of Olympus. He's better written in Trials of Apollo. But we get a hint of what's going to happen with him in Trials of Apollo in the sense of the direction he's taken here and the choice he's made. But we'll get to that when we get to characters. First, I just kind of want to give a few general thoughts. Because there are some things in this section and some things that led on from previous sections that I'm not too sure how I feel about them. For one, I don't get how Piper saved them. So in Piper's section, we have... um, you know, Evil Elsa being there, Leo's blasted away, um, and then there's an ice bomb, and Piper jumps on the ice bomb and kind of just survives. There's no real explanation of how she managed to survive jumping on something that should have killed her. Like, it blew up the boat, but it didn't blow up Piper. 
I kind of wanted like a little explanation as to that because I just I need to know like did she like is it the power of love I don't know like what what led to her being able to survive that when the boat didn't survive it is kind of what I'm talking about here um so I thought we were going to get an explanation for some reason I feel like I remembered there being an explanation but it's kind of hand waved in this part I just thought we were going to get to it I know we'd had like Annabeth's POV no we've we had Percy's POV then the Leo's then Annabeth's and then we've come back to you know our main group with where they are at um after the events event has been a little bit of time but I still thought we would get an explanation because how <laughs> um it could just be that I just didn't pick up on it but it just I don't know it was just it didn't feel like there was an explanation given it was just kind of like yeah we survived and so did Piper and I'm like okay but how but only with Piper I just want to know how Piper survived she jumped on a bomb <laughs> like full Captain America and I don't think it was a like we know it wasn't a fake one because it explodes um and the boat took the hit but she didn't for some, it's, yeah it's a whole thing so I just it was just that was my general thought sash question of just how um additionally I'm not sure how I feel about Jace so I talked about this before when we had that part of with Cupid where Nico is outed to Jason and like all of it's from Jason's POV and it's kind of uncomfortable a little bit. I don't know how I feel about Jason. Well, no, I know how I feel and I freaking hate it. Jason is kind of pushing Nico to come out and it's really uncomfortable. Like Jason reacting to Nico's self-loathing to tell him he's okay, it's fine, is fine. Like, him saying there's nothing wrong with you, all this sort of stuff, is totally fine. But he calls him a coward. And I don't, like, saying he's hiding, he needs to come out. And it's just, no. I, like, he is self-loathing. He does run away so he doesn't have to face rejection because he believes he's going to be rejected. But that has nothing to do with coming out. Why does he have to come out to be accepted? They can accept him as who he is, and then when he's comfortable, he can come out if he wants to. It's just... I don't know, that whole section was really weird, of just basically equating to him being closeted, to him being afraid of rejection as being the same thing, and that's why he's a coward. It's It gave the vibes of calling people who are closeted cowards. And I don't know if that was the intention, but that's how it read. And I could 100% just be reading into it. But it was just, I don't know, it just felt really uncomfortable. I don't know how I felt about it at all. Like, Nico can come out when he's ready. And yes, Nico is always thinking the worst. Sure, fair enough. Try to calm him down, but don't insult him by calling him a coward. Because, like, that's not going to help. Like, all that's doing is making someone honestly discontinue to be afraid of rejection because you're calling them a coward because of it so you're insulting them in knowing the truth about them jason knows the truth about him and he's just called him a coward like that's not going to help anyone who has self-loathing or fear of rejection if anything that's just confirmed that they should be self-loathing and fear of rejection because jason's just being a dick I don't know, it's just, that along, like, I don't remember this happening, that he calls him a coward for all this sort of stuff. Um, and again, like, I think the t- intention behind it was 
calling him a coward because he continues to run away because he fears rejection. But it's the fact that it's tied to his coming out and to him being gay. I think it was just a poor writing execution. But that's just how it comes across. And it's just, I just really, really don't like it. And just in general, just don't insult people who are, you know, not in good places. And I admit, I was one of those people. I was, I wasn't like a Nico hater, but I just didn't enjoy him. Because I felt like he re- continuously regressed. Um, but that's because, like, Nico is not a well-developed character. Um, he becomes a well-developed character, but he isn't a developed character in Heroes of Olympus, etc. So we don't know enough about him to understand his actions, which is why I was frustrated about him consistently. And actually, we're going to go into characters because I do want to talk about Nico. So I did two videos on Nico on my YouTube channel. One where I say I don't like him, and one where I say I love him. And as such, this is why I'm now feeling different about this specific scene. Because I always hated Jason's attitude about the whole coming out situation. But in this bit, it's even worse reading it now. Because Nico was so afraid of rejection because so much has happened and he has been rejected in his mind a lot. He's a scared kid. He's a scared kid? He's a scared kid who has no one in his corner except Hazel, which the book does consistently forget about, which infuriates me. Because I... (laughs) I don't get. I I don't get why they don't develop that relationship. He has a sister. I know she's not Bianca, and it's probably hurting to be able to have a new sister. But they don't develop that relationship. They focus more on Jason and Nico, and Jason's just a bit of a dick. He's caught like he is a scared kid, and he's like younger than the group. I think he's like fourteen or something. Like he's around Hazel's age, so he's younger than them. He's been called a coward for running away. Which, okay, sure, he's running away because he fears rejection, not because he has been rejected, though he kind of was rejected here and there. Um, but calling someone a coward isn't going to help. And, like, Nico is kind of right. And Jason is such a hypocrite saying all this stuff when, quite literally, he's talked about how Nico gave him the creeps. The only reason why he's okay with him now is because he knows a deep, deep, dark secret about Nico. And, I don't know, it's just, Nico has very valid reasons to fear rejection and to not really want to get close to people. Because, as he's seeing here on the Argo, people don't really want to be close to him either, except for his sister, which, again, the books do not develop well to, you know, help Nico through his rejection fears. I don't know, I just... I used to be frustrated by Nico because they didn't develop his character well. I am still a little frustrated just because, again, Heroes of Olympus doesn't develop him well. But I have a new outlook on him because I kind of get it now after learning a bit more about him in the Sun of the Star book. Like, the kid's been through a lot. And no one's really in his corner. I mean, Jason is pretending he's in his corner, but he's just bad-mouthing him to his face it's like you're a coward you know you run away to like calling out some home truths admittedly but not exactly helping <laughs> it's just it's frustrating which i'm just going to move on from because i'm sort of like a broken record now but um i don't know it's just yeah to jason sorry for jason's character um character growth finally 
Jason has, kind of like what I said, throughout the series-ish, been questioning his place. And, you know, especially since regaining his memories, although, again, we don't really see that, we don't really know much about his past, but he doesn't really know if he belongs with the Romans or with the Greeks anymore. Like, he may be serious and less goofy than those of, you know, at Camp Half-Blood, but he's said himself he's been able to relax and enjoy life, which considering, you know, the life that we do know of his, it's probably the first time he's ever had joy. And so that whole thing of, like, him making a decision for himself without thinking about others, mainly thinking about what he wants, which seems to be something Jason never really gets to do. Um, I know it's not, like, properly, fully character growth, but I just really liked seeing that because, yes choose what you want, make the decisions for yourself, decide what's best for you. Um, And yeah, him choosing the Greek side in Camp Half-Blood was unsurprising, but it sets up a lot of what's to come in the future for him, but also within this book specifically, with the fact that he is now, in a sense, Greek instead of Roman. Um, So it's setting up some plot points here, which I'm really, really happy with. Um, Again, I do still wish that Jason had been developed better as a character, but this is a nice moment for him to be able to, in a sense, have an independent thought and a decision made for his own benefit rather than the benefit of the group. Um, So he's having a moment to be himself, choose for himself, and yeah, good for him. Um, But because I mentioned the plot, though, for the plot progression... Um, we're finally progressing the plot again. Um, like our heroes are back together almost entirely. They're heading for the end game. The prophecy to storm or fire is impending. I mean, they're pretty sure of it, and Jason is afraid of what you know what the prophecy is going to mean for them. Gaia is pushing to the next stage with the doors of death. Um, Percy and Annabeth are nearby as well um, because Niku can sense that though again they don't really explain how he can sense that because Tartarus is not the domain of Hades so I don't fully get it but it's fine Um, I guess maybe because they're coming back to the land of the living but they're not dead so I don't I don't get it but you know we're having the build up of the pace here of you know they need to get to the doors of death soon or they're not going to stand a chance of closing the doors or even making it to olympus for the final battle um so you know the tension is ramping up the intrigue is there we're getting involved in the story it's just it's progressing it's moving we're finally getting to the crux of this story i do just wish there were some things that were streamlined that this is a thing that i've talked about with um, some author friends of mine, um, but the Percy Jackson series does meander, and it can be frustrating. I didn't mind it as much when I was first reading it, because obviously I was just reading it to read it, whereas now, like, going through the series and analysing and kind of focusing on these things, the meandering of the plots, especially in Heroes of Olympus, it's worse than Heroes of Olympus, is really frustrating because it just makes the story feel a little bit longer than it needs to. Um, and people say The Heroes of Olympus is like one of the favourites, but I'm pretty sure it's only a favourite because, you know, of the fan theories that come from the series, of them being found families and stuff, which again, they aren't. Um, and no, I just, it's, it, it, it is meandering a bit, and it's it's taken a while for us to get to this stage. Like we're on, like I said, page 400 and what was it? 448 and like we're only 
two I think I've got two episodes left for House of Hades but it's taking this long to get to this point of them getting close to the final point of the story but I don't know it's just Heroes of Olympus does meander and um it is it's not like it's not bad but it's it is a little frustrating um at least it doesn't meander as bad as the first book for Heroes of Olympus the lost hero was the worst for meandering but um I don't know it just I feel like some important elements are not focused on much and then the ones that aren't important are focused on a lot but that's just how it be sometimes um (laughs) that's kind of all I have to say though for uh this section of House of Hades so um yeah I'm I'm happy with how it is I like we've got stuff for Jason don't like how we interacted with Nico but uh I want to know what you all thought specifically for this week's question of the episode I want to know how did you feel about Jason's choice did it make sense to you did you like it whatever the case comment it on the social media when the post goes up or send me messages or anything like that I would love to hear your thoughts um yeah thank you all for joining me for this week's section i really do appreciate it be sure to join me next time as we continue our own verse journey bye if you would like to support this podcast you can head over to patreon.com slash a healthy dose of friend to get early access to all best damn camp episodes if you would like to get involved over on social media you can find me over at best damn camp pod on instagram and twitter you can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast from spotify to apple podcast stitcher deezer and anything in between be sure to leave a rating and a review as well if you can Want to know more about my upcoming writing? Drop me a follow at a dose of Fran on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thank you all for tuning in. As always, I've been Fran, your very own hunter, and I'll see, shall I speak to you guys next time. Bye.